Welcome to an inspirational message recorded live at Little Falls Christian Center. Hallelujah. Father, we lift up your name. There is no other name but the name of Jesus. At the mention of your name, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Father, we thank you, O God, that he who began a good work will see it till the day of completion. And so, Father, we commit this hour, we commit this moment to you. We thank you, O God, for the lives that are represented here. Have your way this morning, Almighty God. We can do nothing without you. We totally decrease as you increase. Right now, in the name of Jesus, we declare our total and absolute dependence on you. We thank you, Father. May you touch hearts at this moment. Touch lives, Almighty God. May yokes be broken, Almighty God. We thank you, O God, for a new chapter. We thank you, O God, for a new day. We pray this to the glory of your name. Amen and amen. I greet everyone in the mighty name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. What a privilege to be at home, to be in the house of the Lord, to minister here at home. And uh, as Pastor Jack had said this morning, God is good. And all the time. And uh, there's quite a few things in the introductory that Pastor Jack said. And uh, some of the things that I've learned from Pastor Jack it's the, it's the quizzes that he normally asks people. And in the quizzes, he'll say that I will give you chocolate. And maybe today, if I were to give a, a quiz, based on what he has said, maybe I should say, if you get this right, I will give you pap and vor. So I'll give you pap and sheba. <laughs> Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for this word. I thank you, Lord, that it ministers to your children. We thank you, Father, less of me and more of you. We thank you that your word will fall on fertile soil. We pray this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. And well, this morning I will be preaching on the topic called preparation for purpose. Hallelujah. Preparation for purpose. And in this message, we were looking at the life of Moses. Because with every child of God, with everyone that is here, God has a purpose for your life. God has a mandate for your life. God has an assignment that he wants you to complete and to fulfill. And with that said, as we're speaking about the mandate, as we're speaking about the purpose, it starts with preparation. And therefore this morning I want to encourage someone that is here today that is going through difficulties that is going through whatever the challenges, whatever the scenario it is that you're facing. Some people may say, I feel like I'm in the wilderness. I'm in the wilderness because of this challenge here at work. I'm in the wilderness because of this challenge here at home, this challenge here with family. Whatever the situation is, I'm here to encourage you that you are an overcomer. I'm here to encourage you that you are more than a conqueror. I'm here to encourage you that God will never leave you nor forsake you. I'm here to encourage you as the word of God says that though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I will fear no evil 
For you are with me, your staff and your rod, they comfort me. So family, be encouraged. Whatever the situation that you're going through, you will overcome. Because God, when we have challenges, challenges are part and parcel of the preparation. God allows us to go through the preparation stage. Because once we are prepared, once we are fully refined, God can use us. And therefore, this morning, I will speak about Moses. Because Moses was given a mandate He was given a huge honor to lead the children of God out of Israel. He was given the mandate to lead the chosen generation out of the land of slavery. And there is one of few things that we can learn about Moses. Because even with Moses, God allowed him to go through the preparation. Tell someone next to you that preparation will make me strong for my purpose. Preparation will equip me for my purpose. And therefore, whatever it is that you are going through, I want to encourage you, do not give up. God is with you. It does not mean that when you are in the wilderness that God does not love you. It does not mean that when you are in the wilderness that you are on your own. God is with you. God can see what you are going through. And therefore, we're going to learn with Moses what to do when you are in the wilderness, when things do not make sense, where people, where you are falsely accused, where people even undermine you when you are in the wilderness. Just like Moses. Moses was in the wilderness. But we will learn the character of Moses, what he was doing when he was in the wilderness. So that as we live here, when we go back to our respective jobs, when we go back into that business, when we go back into that house, when we go back into that marriage, when we look at our children, whatever the situation is, is, we must know that we are more than conquerors through Christ who is in us. Hallelujah. And therefore, as we speak about Moses, what we learn about Moses' life, Moses' life can be divided into three chapters. And all those three chapters It speaks of 40 years. The first 40 years, he was living in Pharaoh's house. The second 40 years, he was in the wilderness, in Midian. And the last 40 years, this is where then he ascended to the throne and he fulfilled his purpose, the purpose of leading the Israelites out of slavery. So his life, yes, divided into three. 40, 40, 40. And if I could ask everyone to turn to the book of Acts, and we're going to read from Acts chapter 17 and from verse 23. And this story, it provides an account of Moses' life, what happened during his life, the little period when he was in Pharaoh, the second period when he was in the wilderness, and yes, then the period when he was leading the Israelites, out of bondage. Acts chapter 7, and we'll read from verses 23. And you will see now, before we read, from verses 23 and verses 28, we read, we will learn of the emotions that a person who's in the preparation, what they go through. We get to learn what is it, what are the things that we will experience when we are in the preparation stage. Acts chapter 7, reading from verse 23, it reads as thus. When Moses was 40 years old, 
So this is the period now when he has finished his period in Pharaoh's house. And now he's about to go to the wilderness. It's about to start. When Moses was 40 years old, he decided to visit his fellow Israelites. Remember, this is a journey now whereby it's a, almost like a journey of self-discovery. Who am I? And just like with us as well, in the period of preparation, there'll be a period where we're trying to figure out who am I? Moses going back to his own. He visited his fellow Israelites, verse 24. He saw one of them being ill-treated by an Egyptian. So he went to his defense and avenged him by killing the Egyptian. We see here, murder, yes, is wrong, but we see here the thing that triggered Moses. That which triggers you is an indication of your purpose. Because Moses was, didn't want to see people being ill-treated. Whatever it is, my brother, my sister, in your heart, that you feel that whenever it happens, it stirs something in you. Whenever you see it, it stirs something in you. It may be an indication to your purpose. Verse 25. Moses thought that his own people would realize that God was using him to rescue them. But they did not. You see, at this point, Moses was not ready yet. It was not the season. God had not released him to do that. This was premature. But however, in his heart, something was stirring in his heart that this is what God will be asking him to do. We continue to read. Verse 26. The next day, Moses came upon two Israelites who were fighting. He tried to reconcile them by saying, Men, you are brothers. Why do you want to hurt each other? Verse 27. But the man who was ill-treating the other pushed Moses aside and said, Who made you ruler and judge over us? And this is what happens as well. When we are in that period of preparation, where things are not so clear on what to do, that yes, people will undermine us, we will be rejected by our very own, there will be a sense of misunderstanding. Verse 28. Do you want to kill me as you killed the Egyptian yesterday? And then we get to verse 29. In verse 29, it says, When Moses heard this, he fled to Midian, where he settled as a foreigner and had two sons. Hallelujah. So the first few verses, these are the emotions that Moses was going through. He knew that, yes, he was called to do the work of God, but it was premature. And even with us as well, there are certain things that we may want to start, but God may say, it's not the time yet. And as we're going through, there's also a journey of self-discovery, self-identification. But I like it when we get to verse 29. It said that when Moses had this, had the fact that people are aware that he had killed someone, it says that he fled to Midian, hallelujah, and to someone that is here. I want to encourage you like Moses. Moses turned his back on Egypt. And to someone that is here, God is speaking to someone and he's knocking at your door to say this is the hour where you leave Egypt. Whatever it is that represents Egypt, whatever it is, the things of the past, the carnal nature of life, the things that grieve the spirit of the Lord, God in this hour, he says, I want you to shut the door of Egypt. I want you to run away from Egypt. Whatever it is, no compromise with Egypt. 
in order for us, for God to use us, in order for us to be in a position where God will send us on an assignment, God is waiting for us to make sure that we renounce any link with Egypt, that we close the door to Egypt. If it's people that we need to close, so be it. If it's a place that we need to close, so be it. If it's places that we need to stop going to that are representing Egypt, God at this hour, like Moses, we need to run away and not compromise. We need to run the things of this world. Run away from Egypt to everyone that is listening. God is in the process of preparation. And as he prepares, it's incumbent on us to be obedient. Like Moses, Moses would never have been used by God. Moses would never have been used by God, been given the mandate to be the one to lead the chosen people of God out of slavery. It started with Moses running away from Egypt and renouncing all links with Egypt. And to you, my brother, my sister, Anyone that is here, if there is any link to Egypt in your life this morning, I'm here to encourage you. Close the door to Egypt. Egypt represents carnality. Egypt represents the things that grieve the spirit of the Lord. Before Moses could be used, before Moses could do anything, God said, close Egypt. Run away from Egypt. And therefore, I encourage you this morning, let it be that God will release in your heart what is it that you must close that represents Egypt. We continue to read. After then he fled to Egypt. In verse 30, it says, we still Acts chapter 7, but now we're reading at verse 30. It says, after 40 years had passed, an angel appeared to Moses in the flames of a burning bush in the desert near Mount Sinai. Hallelujah. So now we're at a point whereby Moses has fled away from Egypt. He has left Egypt and he is in Midian. In Midian, Midian can be seen as a place of wilderness. And so to anyone that is here that feels like I'm in the wilderness, things do not make sense. We're about to learn on what to do when you are in the wilderness. What to do when things do not make sense. What to do when people have accused you? What to do when people have accused you and, yes, undermined you? Now, here it says, after 40 years had passed. But my question is, during the 40 years, yes, when he reached 40, he ran to Midian. And then the Bible says that after 40 years had passed in Midian, what was he doing in Midian? And we get our answer during that time in Exodus, Exodus chapter 3, and I will read it for you which will illustrate the point of what was Moses doing during the 40 years when he was in Midian. Exodus chapter 3 and verse 1, it says, Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of the Midian, and he led the flock to the far side of the desert and came to Horeb, the mountain of the Lord. I will stop there for now. We learn that in the, in the preparation, in the season of the preparation, God says, number one, you must run away from Egypt. But number two, when you are in the wilderness, you must serve in the house of the Lord. 
Moses was serving in the house of the Lord. Moses had every opportunity to be depressed. Moses had every opportunity to be down about what happened while he was still in Egypt. But here we find that Moses was serving in the house of the Lord. He was taking care of Jethro's feet. For 40 years, Moses was serving. He was faithful in serving. My brother, my sister, I want to encourage you. There is power in serving in the house of the Lord. You may be in the wilderness, but when you serve in the house of the Lord, like Moses, when we serve, it is at the point where we serve, where we meet God face to face. Moses, the burning bush experience happened when Moses was serving. When we serve, it is the point where God removes the things of Egypt from your life, where God will bring a healing in your life when we serve. It is at the point of serving where we discover our purpose, what God has called us to do when we serve in the house of the Lord. Serving in the house of the Lord. There are certain things that God cannot heal, but God God can heal anything, but the fast tracking of the healing process will take place when we serve in the house of the Lord. I often ask people, people that it so happens that one would be counseling or speaking to, the one thing that I leave them with is where are you serving? In which area are you serving? It's because when you serve, God supernaturally comes in. When you serve, you remove your focus from self. You do not become self-absorbed with your problems and the issues. You do not become absorbed with what I have or what I do not have. Like Moses, Moses ran away after being ridiculed. That are you the judge? Are you the one that will be doing this? And he went to the wilderness. And we learned that in the wilderness, it's important to serve. When we serve in the wilderness, we discover our purpose. When we serve in the wilderness, God fast-tracks the healing process of the issues, the traumas that we experienced while we were in Egypt. In Egypt, Moses was rejected by his own. In Egypt, Moses was undermined. My brother, my sister, whatever the situation it is with you, whether it be family members that have rejected you, whether whatever the situation it is, whether you've been sidelined or underlined or undermined, whatever the line it is at work, I'm here to tell you that if you serve in the house of the Lord, God will elevate you. Serve in the house of the Lord. Remain in the house of the Lord. Serve in the house of the Lord. And as we continue to study about the man Moses, as our topic is preparation for purpose, Moses needed to undergo a period of preparation. And therefore, whatever the situation it is that you are going through, God may be preparing you for the purpose. God may be using, yes, that incident, that situation, whatever the situation, the story is, I'm here to say, do not give up. Do not give up. Make sure that you run away from Egypt. Start by running away from Egypt. Moses had to run away and flee from Egypt. There was no debate about do I stay. He ran away from Egypt. He renounced any links to Egypt. And when he got to the wilderness, he started serving in the house of the Lord. It was at the point of serving that he met God face to face. That encounter took place not while Moses was sitting down, not while Moses was worried that I'm depressed, they don't like me. He was serving 
in the house of the Lord. And I want to encourage many people that are here that are not yet serving. This is the hour where God is saying, it's time where you find out, where can I be plugged in? Where can I serve in the house of the Lord? I continue to say, there are some sicknesses, there are some, there's no prescription, there is no medication that will fast track the healing process of certain traumas. Only when we serve in the house of the Lord. We continue to study about Moses, the character Moses, a man who was given the huge assignment to lead God's people out of Egypt. What is it about Moses that makes him so special? And we learn that Moses was a man that was humble. Moses was humble. In Numbers chapter 12 and from verse 3, it reads as follows. Numbers chapter 12 and verse 3. It says, Now Moses was a very humble man, more humble than anyone else on the face of the earth. How is it that God could trust Moses? Moses was humble. And we continue to read still with Numbers chapter 12, but we read from verse 6 of what God says about Moses. Still in Numbers chapter 12, but verse 6 it says, And he said, this is now God speaking, he said, Listen to my words. When a prophet of the Lord is among you, I reveal myself in visions, I speak to him in dreams, but this is not true of my servant Moses. With him I speak face to face. With him I speak face to face, clearly and not in riddles. He sees the form of the Lord, which tells us the importance of humility. Moses was a humble man, more humble than anyone on the face of the earth. Is that when we are humble, we get the access to meet God face to face like Moses did. When we are humble, our life we preach without even using words. Our life on its own, it's a ministry on its own because of the spirit of humility. Moses was humble. In this world, the world will say that being humble, it's weaknesses. The world views humility as being weak. But in the kingdom of God, humility is the key to fulfill God's purpose. The word of God says, humble yourself therefore before the Lord, so that in due season you may be lifted up. Hallelujah. How many people want to be lifted up in due season? How many people are saying, I want to be lifted up by God? The word of God says, humble yourself. And then in due season, you will be lifted up. But we also learn about Moses, the importance of humility. That even Moses, he was not always humble. There was a period whereby, as it said colloquially, that he was full of himself. In Acts chapter 7, where we were reading, Acts chapter 7, if we can all turn back to Acts chapter 7. But we will see in verse 22, this is where it illustrates that Moses, it was not the time yet. Yeah, he was not yet ready yet. Acts chapter 7, verse 22, it says, Moses was educated in all the wisdom of the Egyptians and was powerful in speech and in action. At this point, God said, I, I cannot use it. It's not the time yet. It's not the time yet. Powerful in what? 
speech, what Egyptian laws? No, it's not the time yet. But the very same Moses, where it was about speaking, where it shows that now he was ready to enter into his purpose. We read again in Exodus chapter 4, just on the same principle, where he's saying that he is powerful in speech. In Exodus chapter 4 and verse 10, it says, this is now Moses speaking. Moses saying, Moses said to the Lord, O Lord, I have never been eloquent, neither in have I ever been, neither in the past, nor since have you spoken to your servant. I, I am slow of speech and of tongue. The same Moses where the scripture said he's powerful in speech. The word of God says now, Moses said, I do not know how to speak. I'm not eloquent. Then we learn in verse 12. This is where God steps in. He says, in verse 12 of the same scripture, he says, Now go, I will help you speak, and I will teach you what to say. Hallelujah. Moses needed to be empty so that God can fill himself in him. Moses needed need to be full of himself because when we are full of ourselves, God cannot use us. But when we are empty, when we are completely removed and empty, and sold out to him, God is able to step in and say, this vessel, this person, I can use. This person will not hear the Egyptian laws, will not hear what was happening, how he used to speak during his life in Egypt, but he will speak as I command him. Spirit of humility to the young people in this world that we're living in. It takes a spirit of humility for God to move you from glory to glory. It's not our duty to advertise, this is what I have, this is what I used to do, leave it to God. Let it be God's business to do it. The last thing that we learn about Moses, when he led the Israelites out of Egypt, the Israelites were complaining, when are we getting there? What are we going to eat? We learn about Moses, that Moses was driven by the presence of God. He was more conscious of the presence of God. While everyone else was driven by the promises of God, what they can hold, what they can receive, but he wanted the presence of God. Moses said, if your presence does not go with us, we will not go. Which teaches us that during the preparation stage, we need to humble ourselves. During the preparation stage, it starts by running away from Egypt, by renouncing any links to Egypt, and after we have renounced any links to Egypt, we must serve in the house of the Lord. And in so doing, a man is best. A man is best in the preparation stage. Preparation for purpose. Whose purpose? God's purpose. God has a plan with everyone that is sitting here. And I'm here to encourage you that you may be going through problems. You may be going through whatever issues. Do not give up. God is with you in the fire. The fire will not kill you. You will come out. You are an overcomer. You are more than enough. You are a conqueror through Christ in you. You will not die. You will live and declare the goodness of the Lord. We learn about Moses. While everyone else was promise-driven, wanted the hand of God, what can they receive? Moses wanted the face of God. The presence of God was well, more important because in the presence of God, cancer is healed in the presence of God. In the presence of God, anger is resolved in the presence of God. In the presence of God, marriages are restored in the presence of God. My family, 
it takes us to comply with the preparation that is unfolding. God will never leave you nor forsake you. Whatever it is that you're going through, it will not kill you. Be encouraged. Whatever the situation, you can look at it and pray the word of God. Greater is he in us than he that is in the world. You will look at the situation and know that your season of tribulation will come to an end. Because God is birthing something in you. God is birthing something that has not been seen in this hour. Be encouraged. Do not give up on God. God has started being confident of this, that he who began a good work will see it to the day of completion. Hang in there. God will see you to the end. Do not give up. Spirit of humility, humble yourself before the Lord in due time that you may be lifted up. Let us remain humble. As we humble ourselves, we preach without using words. We go back to our foundation scripture found in Acts chapter 7, and we continue reading from verse 31. Acts chapter 7, and we continue from verse 31. It says, when, this is now Moses, speaking of Moses, as I now conclude, when he saw this, this is Moses, he was amazed at the sight. As he went over to look more closely, he heard the Lord's voice. I am the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Moses trembled with fear and did not dare to look. Verse 33. Then the Lord said to him, Take off your sandals. The place where you are standing is holy ground. To someone that is here, God will say to you after being faithful in the preparations period, Take off your sandals. Your hour, your season in the wilderness has ended. Your hour in the shoes that you are wearing. I'm now calling you to a higher life. You used to lead sheep, just your sheep. Now I'm commanding you to lead my sheep. Be encouraged. The hour is coming. Where your sandals, where God says you have finished your race in this chapter. The 40 years in the wilderness has ended. Now I've called you to do this. Now you shall arise. Now you will go. Now you will speak. Now you will say. Now you will go to the west. Now you will go to the north in the name of Jesus. May you be encouraged. And with that said, at this moment, I'd like us to close our eyes. And for the interest of time, I won't ask anyone to come up. But I want to pray for people that have been through tribulations, through trials and tribulations. And it does not make sense. They do not know whether they are coming or they're going. It seems bleak. I want to pray to you, my brother, my sister, whatever the situation it is. May you not give up. Never give up on the preparation process. Never abandon the preparation process prematurely. God, a moment is coming where God will say, take off your sandals. The season of the wilderness has come to an end. I am now calling you to a higher calling, to a higher ground. This, where you are standing, it's a holy ground. You've been running around in the wilderness with sheep, and now you will be leading my sheep, my chosen generation, out of area of slavery through the wilderness. I've prepared you in the wilderness. You are ready for this. 
Father, I pray, Lord, for your children that are here. We thank you, O God, whomever you set free is free indeed. I thank you, Lord, that you minister to your son, to your daughter, that even when they look at those problems, may they know that God loves them. Even when they are faced with whatever the situation is, may they know and know that God's hand is upon them, that indeed he will never leave them nor forsake them, that he's gone ahead of time, that he's made a way where it seems like there is no way. That, Father, we thank you that in this hour you prepare your daughter, you prepare your son, that yes, that we look to the left, to the right, all of this, it will not harm us. All of this, it will not kill us. But Father, you are preparing us for your mandate. You are preparing us for your assignment. You are preparing us to taking us from one level to the next. And therefore, Father, I thank you, O God, that everyone that is here, that you give them the strength, that you take their strength in exchange for your strength, that you guide them, that you walk with them on this journey. Father, we pray this in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. And everybody said, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Pastor Ntatu. Can I just ask to bow our heads? Heavenly Father, this word is true, it's relevant, and it's in season. And therefore we pray now, Lord, as we depart from here, that your grace and your mercy shall be upon us. Send us out to be the Moses out there in this world. Put your words in our mouths so that we may be a witness unto the world out there. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the fellowship of your Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. And all of us agree and we say, Amen. Amen. For more teachings like this and other material, please visit our website at www.littlefallsonline.com.